What's up, y'all? My name is Young Coco, and welcome to Coco's Corner, a show where I invite my friends over right here at Toothless Studios to uncover and find out what is happening in the different creative scenes of Metro Manila. So, for our first ever episode of Coco's Corner, we have a very special guest today. Uh, she's a childhood friend of mine. She's also from Jakarta. She's also a beauty content creator. Uh, so, everybody, welcome ABL Bernardo, aka the Conscious Kikai. Woo! ABL, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you for, uh, for making the trip in uh, all this rain. Uh, but first, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, how are you? How have you been doing lately? I'm doing good. I feel okay, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it's kind of a loaded question these <laughs> yeah. days. How is anyone really, right? Okay, well, why don't you tell the folks at home mm-hmm. who you are and uh, what you do? Like, reintroduce yourself. Okay. So hi everyone, I'm Abel Bernardo. I run a beauty content creation account on Instagram under the handle The Conscious Kikai where I focus on Morena and all local beauty here in the Philippines. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Woo! So if y'all don't know, actually, like we, we are childhood friends. Well, basically yeah. childhood friends. Yeah. <laughs> and um, actually, I knew Abel before she started doing um, stuff as the conscious kikai. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one question that I had for you is, what got you into it? I think, well, basically, I was like born kikai because my, from when my grandma was alive, she would run a, you know, like neighborhood parlor salon type of uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so she had that. And then growing up with my mom, since I was like the youngest and the only girl, right? Yeah. So she was like, oh, hair ties, everything, all of those, you know, little things that you do as a kid. And then I guess it just kind of became a natural route for me to pursue things like beauty and skincare, makeup, things like that. So I was like, during the pandemic, right? When yeah, it started, yeah, 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 yeah. like, hmm, what should I do? I'm always at home. So <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll try this. So I didn't do makeup professionally before or like I wasn't into skincare at all. Yeah. I was just like, I'm going to start and I'm going to document everything. And then it just happened. Oh, damn. Wait, so what does Kikai... Is that like a nickname? No, no, no. Kikai is like something... Again, this is not like my first language as well. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, as yeah, a third yeah, culture yeah. kid. Right, right. But like it's kind of a title you give for someone who's very into beauty, like physical appearance, and like they're very into it, especially starting at a young age. So like, uh, like yeah, Kikai, like you have a lot of routines and regimens in regards to your physical appearance. Yeah. People are like, oh, you're so Kikai naman. Because oh. you have a whole kit and like you're oh. always presentable or whatever. So you're like, oh, sobrang Kikai mo naman or things like that. But conscious, right? Yeah. Yes. Damn, you learn something new every day. So... <laughs> Ian, I didn't know what Kikai meant until just now. There you go. So, you kind of mentioned it earlier. You have an advocacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're kind of promoting local brands yeah. and usage of local products. Mm-hmm. As well as you're, you're advocating for, you said, Morena skin. Yeah. Right? Can you elaborate on that? That also started actually in the pandemic. Because I yeah. don't know if you remember, like, start of pandemic, everyone was like, Support your local farmers, support your local stores, support blah, 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 this, right. this, this. So I was like, well, if I'm going to start a new hobby, might as well support local as well. So yeah. I was like, I'll only focus on all local products and brands and like community. So that's what I pursued in order to like, because if I'm going to spend money, might as well, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, to yeah, support yeah, something yeah, yeah, else. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of the beauty brands at the start of the pandemic, yeah. they were like, 
we're holding a clearance sale so we can make sure that everyone in our company has food on the table. So there yes. were a lot of promos like that. So it's like, ah, okay. So they're really putting in an effort because operations stopped. So that means daily wages stopped as well. So, But oh, they yeah. still had like a lot of people depending on them. So they were like, okay, let's do a clearance sale and then make sure that everything we get from this sale, we give it to our employees. So even though they don't have their daily wage or you know things like that, we still get to have like, we can make sure that they have food on the table, that they right. get you know, mask, because there's so many extra repercussions, or like, that's not the word, but like, there were so much extra things that you had to pay for when the pandemic started, right? Right. For all the health and safety regulations, the mask, the alcohol, and before, right, the mask prices was like, it was like whatever. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? When the pandemic hit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was gas right now. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. But yeah. So, yeah, so I started pursuing that, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. But then, that's when I realized, Nothing is in my shade. Nothing works for me. So I'm uh, buying all of these uh, products, but they don't look good on me. And I started this late 2019. And that's pretty recent. Yeah. And then so I was like, why am I making things work for me when I can just go like look for shades that actually match me or whatever? But then there wasn't any option. So I was like, ah, okay. So that's also part of what I was documenting on the Conscious Kikai. And then luckily now it's a whole lot better. Oh, wait. So. Just to like clarify, yeah. you were looking for things that are in your shade, yeah, right? in the local scene. Yeah, that's why. So it became so difficult uh, because why is it? Why is this a Filipino brand that isn't catering to Filipino skin tones? So it became like this whole. So I suddenly became like the hub for like people who were angry and <laughs> yeah, like yeah, frustrated. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, you're right. So it was kind of like started documenting that and then people were like yeah that makes sense this is a filipino brand but then everyone in their campaigns are eurocentric everyone's uh, yeah, yeah. The typical, yeah. like so it didn't make sense to a lot of people and then it became like my basis to create the community that i have now in the conscious Kikai. oh dude that's awesome and you dude you've been killing it so far oh, and thank you. for everybody at home who's like wondering she only like it hasn't been so long, no, since no. you've, like, started. I started, because I initially started. Actually, the Conscious Kikai went, like, through a lot of rebranding. Okay, okay. I started it out as a um, sort of online journal for my switch to a more zero-waste, sustainable lifestyle. Mm. So, but then I realized I can't post a lot, because what can you do, right? Yeah. Changing to bringing, because it started when I was working, and then I was like, oh, okay, so I'm going to show them that I bring reusable stuff every day blah, blah blah but it got really slow like the progress of it yeah. because how m- much of your life can you change that quickly when it comes to being sustainable right exactly. so it's like okay maybe i should do skincare documented because basically i'm very type a so i like documenting everything right. and i think you know this yeah, as yeah. a friend yeah, yeah, i was yeah, like yeah, oh my yeah, god yeah, let me yeah, take yeah, a picture yeah, of that yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i document a lot of things but i was like this i want to share yeah so I started sharing my from going from sustainable lifestyle to my journey into skincare. That was in 2019. Mm. Then I only decided to take makeup seriously 2021, which was last year. Dude, that's only last year. Yeah. And then I started doing things like again now this for this year I'm also doing it, which is the 100 days of makeup challenge to push myself to like explore what I have, the yeah. different textures, different colors, different formulas and then yeah. see like how I can push myself. And then 
last year since I did that, it pushed me like way farther than I expected. So right, and that's when like brands started like, hey, you want to like, collaborate? You, you want to be on our PR list? Things like that. So I was like, oh, okay. So you know, it yeah. helped me out. And then I'd like to say I'm like way far away from where I was when I started. Yeah, because last year I was posting like one look. For like multiple weeks, it's just oh. like I'll just change the lip color, I'll change the eyeshadow color, but it's yeah. the same look. So essentially, like, like yeah. foundationally, it's the yeah, same it's look. the same thing, just with different colors, oh, different okay. like backgrounds. Okay. So okay. I'm like, this is gonna get uh really like boring really fast. Yeah. So I was like, I have to do something, but I don't know how to do makeup. So I was like, okay, let me do a hundred days of makeup to see, and I'd give myself a theme every morning or like. A product in my collection that I don't use. Yeah, I'd be like, make something with this. I like force yourself to just yeah. be like, you know, what, let's get creative. Yeah, exactly. What does a content creator actually do? Like for, I guess for me, because like mm-hmm. I don't really know too much about you know the world mm-hmm. that that world. Um, yeah, take us through a conscious Kikai day. Okay, well, I think it's like really important to mention as well that I don't do this full time. So this is like my hobby, my passion, something like That's a creative like a outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. It started off as a passion project for sure. Yeah. And I'm really lucky to have been able to pick up on brands that want to work with me or like want to collaborate or link up and things like that. So yeah. it's become, it's taken a life of its own. But considering that I'm someone that doesn't do beauty full time. So I really try to a lot time. Yeah. So if I have my work schedule, I'll make sure to work around it. So yeah. usually it's like, in the morning, I'll start and then conceptualize what I'm going to do for the day. But, uh, it's uncomplicated. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, how to, I'm trying to piece it together in my mind how to, like, share what it looks like, like in like a day. Like, structurally, like, in a, Yeah, because a... it's, at the end of the day, I think a lot of creative processes are, like, spur of the moment. Or, like, like sporadic, when you're, yeah, yeah when yeah. you're inspired or, like, when you plan something out and you want to try it. So, most of the time, it's like that unless I have deadlines with brands uh, right yeah, yeah, so yeah. for the days that are more for the passion side of this project it's yeah. kind of like i have to do everything in the morning because a lot of being the conscious kikai yeah i try not to purchase other things for taking product photos or things like that mm. like right now i'm also on a no buy for products like makeup products i can't buy anything Hold new on. Can you please explain what this no? Because I saw okay, it on your yeah. story actually, right? Yeah. And I was like, I never actually stopped to ask you what what a no buy yeah, is. Is that, okay. like a, is that a thing? Yeah. So in the skincare beauty community, every day there's something new dropping. Okay. And every day those brands will give you a reason why you need it, why you need to purchase it. They'll right. give you solid sales, so yeah, you yeah, yeah. buy it immediately when they launch, right? Yeah. So a lot of people try to pursue. That's how I started. I started with my no buy, and I was like. All of the burn months, I'm not going to buy anything. Yeah. Just because I realize I've spent so much on makeup and skincare. And I only have one face. I only <laughs> yeah. have one body. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah, am yeah, I going to yeah. apply all of this on? So uh, what a no-buy is essentially is you don't buy anything. You give yourself a time frame. Yeah. And you don't buy anything at all. So I did this last year. I didn't yeah. buy anything at all. And then it forced me to dive into what I already have. Then I realized, oh, I've never used this in this way. I didn't know that I could use this product in another way. I didn't know that this product looked good on me because I kept buying more of it and never right. really got to try it. So a lot of people do the no-buy for both financial reasons and for like to curb their unhealthy spending habits. 
do you think it's also like touching on a little bit of like sustainability as well or just like Definitely. trying to make sure you, you're not like yeah because it makes you kind of like step back and realize <coughs> i don't have to be purchasing on the monthly sales you know like yeah. those 11 11 12 oh, yeah. 12 yeah those it's, kill you though yeah i'm i'm a victim every month <laughs> right so you're yeah. kind of like oh i don't need to do it and then you realize since you're not buying anything you actually look at your collection or whatever you have in stock and you're like damn yeah. how do i go through you know like i'm gonna be honest and this is like a half of my collection number but how am i gonna go through 32 lipsticks oh. in the two years before they expire 32. That's ha- that's not even close to how many okay, they never are. Mind, but yeah. yeah, but yeah, it, so it. so it helps a lot because it's one of those things where you don't realize you're being sustainable. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, I just want to save money. Oh, I just want to break a bad habit. Yeah. But then after a while, after two months, you're like, oh, I just finished the product. Now I don't have to see it go to waste and things like that. So it's really helpful holistically for the beauty community to not pursue sure. no buys. There's kind of like. Like you said, there's kind of like a like a halo effect mm. in terms of like you're doing it for for one certain thing, which is just I guess the financial stuff, mm-hmm. and then also just like you know controlling how much you buy. Mm-hmm. But then there's also that side of like yeah. I guess sustainability, right? Mm. Who or what inspires you for the creation of your looks? I think a lot of it has to play with the sort of platform you're trying to create for yourself like as i was talking about all local morena beauty and then i'm trying to dive into more advocacy things so a yeah. lot of my looks are kind of based off of events or things that inspire me throughout you know my life so sometimes it's i'm recreating a look that someone did because they inspire me so like for their birthday i'll be like oh here's a look that i tried to recreate blah 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 and it's kind of that's kind of a nice thing because it shows what that certain look would look like on a different facial structure skin tone things like that and then there are other things like oh i got inspired by this album art cover which i did for oh. nova oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah y'all, so. y'all y'all go to her page and yeah check that out because that was because sometimes like you're in a slump and then you're like oh but my other friends are being creative in different you know places in their life so why don't i take the color scheme and whatever and then make it into a look or other days you're just like i feel inspired by this specific thing and you're like okay let's translate it into makeup so sometimes it's the color scheme sometimes it's the shapes yeah so it's i think mine is very personal so it's kind of like i draw inspiration from things in my day-to-day life or like events because there's a lot like pride i did a pride look right and then i was supposed to do one for by visibility day but then got like canceled because i was very busy that day oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so there are a lot of things like that uh usually before a year starts i plot down the events yeah type Whoa. a right <laughs> very very type a then you got me thinking about like my life <laughs> like I, I work on a day-to-day yeah. basis I, I can't do that i feel like yeah. I need, you know, like, I need to know kind of what my tomorrow is going to look like so I can prepare. Yeah. Because I'm very type A, right? So, like, my every second, every minute is, like, kind of plotted out. So, yeah. in the start of the year, all of these events, like, even if it's not, if you're not sure, yeah. sometimes you're, like, sometimes I think randomly, like, oh, when's Beyonce's birthday? And I'm, like, 
I'll put Beyonce's birthday and I'm like, maybe I'll do a look. Something yeah, like that. I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. I need to start thinking about... Did you do a look for um, Lenny? I started the um, uh, makeup community for Lenny. Hashtag. Yeah. Like... Damn. <laughs> she a real one. Yeah. And then with some friends and we were like, okay, let's talk about it. So every... Uh, pink Wednesday or like every month or like when there's something big oh. in her campaign, we'll post. We'll do like mass posting of something pink, something Lenny Kiko related. So we'll, we do that. Dang. So if you guys have seen the hashtag, she's the one who did it. With friends. With, With friends. friends. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like basically. <laughs> With friends. The yeah. conscious Kika is, is a big part of that. So don't forget it. It, it was a good like, it's a lot of, it's very... I like to say makeup and the rest of beauty is very personal. So it yeah. reflects when you see someone and the products they use, the looks that they present to you. It's kind of like telling you directly a part of, you know, like who they are and like what they believe in, things like that. Can you kind of like explain to me how the makeup slash content creator industry looks like from your point of view? And like, I guess... What kind of people do you meet? You know, what kind of things do you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I'm really lucky because I started late 2019 going into, you know, like now. Yeah. And it's a whole lot more inclusive and diverse. Because mm-hmm. when I started out, right, I couldn't find products that match me, things like that. But now it's way, like, it's not even just thinking about skin tones. They're also thinking about the undertones of your skin and oh. things like that. And I'm just like, oh, hold on. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Whoa. It's like so, it's like um it's like painting, no? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like when you said undertones. Because then, you know you have to think a lot about like the color theory when you do makeup, <laughs> which is crazy to me because I'm not creative at all. Like I like to think that I'm really not that. But you type are of creative. No, no no no. I feel like it's because I have a template in my head, uh-huh. right? So it's like I'm not creative because I have, you know, some people have it naturally, you know, but mine's like I have to put a little effort into, you know, like finding which colors work together and things like that. Yeah. Like before I create a look, my arm is full of like swatches of eyeshadow, lipstick, things like that, because I want to see what matches together. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you post that on your story. Yeah, bro. yeah. Like, and I'm just I'm like, like, whoa, why she got so many colors yeah, on there? Yeah, sometimes like you really, because. It's going to suck if you, like, put it on your face and you're like, oh, my God, none of this works together. Because you're just like, oh, all of these are my favorite color. Let me put it. It's not really like that when you want to make something for Instagram, for TikTok. Because you have to think at the end of the day. It's very visual, right? Right. So what can work together? Things like that. So that's, like, I'm just, I just feel, like, really lucky that right now in the local scene, I don't really have to go search, like, internationally and or in other countries for like products that can work (laughs) instead it's like now i have options here so that's why i can say that it's really more diverse and inclusive yeah in the local scene but when it comes to content creators i think it's the same because i've i haven't come across a profile that does the same thing that i do or like right and like or when because the community the beauty community locally is very very supportive we're like uh, they'll ask, hey, can you recommend something for Morena Skin? But then she's uh, more mestiza, right? Right. Or like Shinita. And she goes like, oh, I think you can refer to these content creators. So like, it's a whole lot more 
they're so diverse and they're so we all know of each other at least so it's yeah. kind of like it's easy to direct everyone because at the end of the day you we want to make sure that everyone who's going to purchase something because of us gets a more well-rounded understanding of the product they're gonna buy into yeah so i it's kind of like it's such a big network now because yeah. there's beauty creatives who do editorial looks there's beauty creatives who do makeup challenges and there's beauty creatives who just do glam or whatever and things like that so uh locally it's nice to see that there's one for like there's something for everyone basically so if you're looking for someone to introduce you into morena skincare there's someone there if there's like morena lip swatches it's very very niche now on like the beauty community locally if you're looking for to put money into you know more than just a beauty brand like you'll go to the conscious kikai if you're mm. looking to buy like higher end products you go to this user so it's yeah. kind of like everyone has their own specific thing going on so there's always one creator for someone out there to refer to that's so nice it's so welcoming like it's nice to hear na your first like the, like your first sentence is basically everybody supportive yeah like i don't know it's very interesting to see you know because you know like just commenting on you know, like, there's this whole stereotype about the whole crab mentality stuff. Mm, yeah. But at least from your point of view, it doesn't seem that way. Or it it isn't that way, right? Like, yeah. Or I think it's also because I'm, again, because I'm very type A. I'm very, like, meticulous with who the community that I'm following and the community that I'm, that I connect okay. myself with. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you follow you know, people in the beauty community who are affiliates for brands, obviously those are the things that'll come out. Or like if you're following mm. people who do, you know, like boodle culture content. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of like, it really depends on you. Like I don't shame any of those content creators because mm. at the end of the day, it's also their niche. I also refer to them. Yeah, You yeah. know, like sometimes if I really want to like, I'm just itching and I'm not on a no-buy. I'm like, yeah. I don't really want to check out something. I'll refer to them. Um. So you kind of talked about uh what makeup looked like before and then you kind of you're already telling us uh, it's it's getting a little bit more inclusive right mm -hmm. um so one thing that i wanted to ask was okay cool we've established that it's getting ex more inclusive a little bit more diverse mm -hmm. what would you say it looked like three years ago when you started because you started manga 2019 yeah right? yeah like other than let's say there were no shades for darker skin people or like morena mm -hmm. tones like how is the environment like compared to now mm, i think because that was pre-pandemic right yeah so yeah, yeah. it wasn't as accessible as it is now like in terms of products and content yeah because what was your main go-to right if you go look for beauty content it's youtube we didn't have right. tiktok we didn't have instagram that much you know yeah. unless you were a youtuber you'd also have an instagram uh, yeah, yeah no no youtube was the thing right for yeah. beauty before beauty guru right it wasn't beauty, guru, beauty yeah. influencer yet it was beauty guru right the dawn of like jeffrey star james james, james charles, charles tati westbrook people like that yeah, so yeah, yeah. it that itself kind of made it even more like exclusive because yeah. why am i 
a morena girl with Asian features right. referring to Tati Westbrook, who is a white woman and like <laughs> does not have any of my features at all. So it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like I'm doing what she's doing, but it's not doing it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like what you mentioned with the whole Korean thing. Yeah, like so it's Korean, like, like, yeah, so that itself is limiting because you're kind of like, these are the examples I can follow, but they don't work on me. So do I not know how to do makeup? Yeah. Do I. It kind of like brings you down a lot because, like, oh my God, it works so well on her, but I'm like, this is questionable on me. So it was very limiting back yeah. then because you're like, you don't have a lot of resources, but not because it's not their fault, obviously. Like, I enjoy watching them and I like referring to their recommendations and things like that, but their products and their styles, they don't work on me. So it kind of felt like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna stay, like, continue to watch. I'm not gonna try it on me anymore because it didn't work. And then, product-wise, it was also really hard to access because we didn't have Eleven Eleven. You know, we didn't have things like that. Oh, we're on a no buy though. Yeah, we're on we're, a no buy. We're still on a no buy. We're on a no yeah, buy, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like we didn't have that before. You yeah. couldn't just get like the lipstick shade you wanted on Shopee or like you have to go in store, things like that. And then right. even the content made it hard because you have to go in store to see if it suits you, right? Mm. And then now, nowadays, like a launch will happen, and then brands will send it to content creators who are active. Yeah. And then on the launch day itself, they already have swatches, so you know how everything looks before you check out. You mm-hmm. don't have to go all the way to their store or things right. like that to like, oh, does it work on my skin? Is it gonna like flatter me? Because yeah. you have a reference or like people to refer it to when it comes, even down to texture. They'll explain it like, oh, it feels glossy it feels matte things like that so it's in a really short amount of time it went by like way further down in regards to progress for inclusivity and accessibility because there's just i think because of the pandemic more downtime people were able to pursue like passions like me like for to make the beauty account so more people now are becoming accessible references when it comes to beauty in comparison to before when it felt a little more exclusive. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting point that you bring up. Would you actually say that the pandemic changed things for a lot of people in that scene? Yeah, way, way. Like, it's so different because yeah. it felt a little more exclusive when you think of beauty before the pandemic because it, it just didn't feel like something that was more important or something you could pursue. Yeah. But then now it's like, it's something that goes by so fast and so easily that you're kind of like, oh, okay, so I can try a new trend because I just saw it. Or like, oh, I can try this new product because someone already talked about it. Like, it's so fast-paced. And I think it's both a good thing and a bad thing because yeah. the fact that it's fast-paced means a lot of people are talking about it and, like, you know, giving you platforms to discuss about beauty. But then that also means, like, there's kind of more temptation to, like, try products, try trends and things like that and mm, it's yeah, yeah. it's so fast-paced because you're like oh there's a new makeup transition then like everyone's gonna do it and you're kind of like oh can i follow that so i kind of yeah. made it my thing to not post things like that that are trending because i can't keep up and yeah. it's kind of like it's gonna be hard if like you do it for a while and then suddenly it's inconsistent because you can't keep up yeah no that's interesting because the the next question that i actually have for you is what what are some of the struggles that you find in in your 
I guess, like, mm-hmm. pursuit of being a beauty content, a beauty content creator. creator. Yeah, I think the biggest one is the fact that compared to my other friends and peers who are in the local beauty scene, my platform's a little more slow because I'm not on every PR list, you know? I'm not, I'm not someone that can buy the latest launch because I do a no-buy and I'm obviously... You know, not that well established financially yet, so it's kind of like I'm a lo- a lot more slower. So sometimes there there will be people who message me, "Hey, can you swatch this?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't have it." I like so mm. it's kind of like it makes you think, "Oh, am I not doing enough? Or am I not doing you know like what I should be doing as a content creator?" But then that's the good thing about it is you get to pick your pace, and then you just have to remind yourself like, "Oh." But that's not, you know, my vision for this platform. I'm someone yeah. that's advocating for sustainability, local purchases. So it's like, it's a bit difficult because you feel a little left out, you know. Yeah. Like you see everyone posting and engaging about a new launch and you're just kind of like, oh, I didn't get it. Or like something. FOMO. Yeah, yeah you yeah. kind of get that. But then at the end of the day, it's like, do I really need another, you know, lipstick? Do I yeah. need to try it right now? Out of the 32 that were mentioned. <laughs> the half of the yeah, yeah the actual collection yeah 64 and... <laughs> no let's not say it, yeah, let's not say it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like at the end of the day it brings a lot of like negative thoughts sometimes you're like oh i wasn't part of it was my content not nice enough for them to want to send it to me or things yeah. like that but then at the end of the day you have to realize that these brands also have you know like a vision in their head that's yeah. like these are the type of creators I want to work with. And just because you didn't make that list doesn't mean yours wasn't good. Which is what I always tell myself. You know, you can't be everyone's cup of tea. No, but seriously, like, that's such a, a good way of thinking. I think a lot of us should take notes on, like, that kind of thinking. I think it's really important to know yourself and exactly. know what you, like, contribute to the space. Like, yeah. the way that I, I hear you talking about the Conscious Kikai is yeah, there are a bunch of things that I could do with the platform, right? But you kind of have a really good understanding of where you want to go with it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like, I don't know. To me, that's... Regardless of what you do in any industry creatively, I think that has to be one of the most important things to to have like in yeah. your arsenal is like the, the knowledge of like who you are and what you're trying to do. Yeah. It's hard, especially when you're first starting out because you're kind of like, Oh, this is what they want to see. You're kind of like, you know, do it for the views or whatever, you know? I know that. (laughs) Right? I know that. I know that. I know that. So it's kind of like, so should I? You kind of peer pressure yourself into it. Like, oh, maybe I should. Then you start buying. Then it creates like a really bad, you know. Like, because when you're first starting out, you don't get into PR lists. Brands don't send you things like for free or whatever. So you kind of like have to purchase your own thing. So... Your mentality is always like, oh, I should be like the first one to post this or like whatever so I can get more engagement. But it's always such a like draining thing, especially if you're not, you know, if you don't have the finances for it or like the time to keep up with it. So I think really knowing the type of content you want to create is super important because if not, you're going to be all over the place and you kind of, you're tugging yourself everywhere. So it's kind of like you're not moving forward, you know, because you're being dragged around everywhere. No, exactly. Exactly. So, one thing that I actually wanted to ask from the very start. Mm -hmm. What do you think about makeup for men? Mm. Is it going to be a thing? Are we going to start wearing makeup? I feel like 
it's time to preface that I'm basically a career feminist, right? That's what I do. My undergrad is a gender. I have gender studies in my undergrad, and I'm doing right. a master's in women and development. So it's ridiculous to me that we are gendering inanimate objects. Why is makeup being gendered? I don't think. I think it's ridiculous. And from the dawn of time, it's like men have been wearing makeup. Let's be honest. Actually. Yeah, like who's who's the manliest man celebrity? Like the most masculine celebrity that you can think of right now. So has Young Coco never <laughs> no, worn no, no, no. makeup in a music <laughs> video shoot? No, probably Jason Momoa to be honest. But yeah, <clears> like <throat> yeah, no. When they're on screen, that's not you know like. Yeah, no, I actually have worn makeup right? for like theater. Right. Th- theater. Yeah, like when I was like Sebastian. Oh. Oh, I was a, I was Sebastian for Little Mermaid. Is this back in like high back in Jakarta? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I get. Would everyone used to do theater? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, everyone has worn makeup at least once, especially like celebrities. Like I don't know. I just feel like it's weird that we're you know gendering, but it's not. It's nobody's fault because yeah. that's what we were taught, right? Like, what can you sure. do if that's what you learned? Yeah, but I think right now we should move forward to sort of taking that away because it's just silly to me. Like yeah. I don't know, there's no way for me to sort of expound how weird I think it is for people to to sort of gender the process. But I feel like it's also important to think like when you get a haircut, right? Yeah, you spend like how long do you spend like in a when you're getting like a good haircut, right? Most guys they give time for that. Yeah. And that's also taking care of your physical appearance, right? For sure. It's kind of in line with beauty, right? Because we, I spend like a good thirty minutes to one hour preparing myself. So it's kind of like when you say something is to make you beautiful, it becomes feminine. But when you say it's grooming, getting a haircut or whatever, oh. it becomes masculine, right? So just because we have that binary, people are suddenly like, oh, makeup's not for men. Only because the people who are pursuing makeup right now are more feminine. They're like, I want rosy cheeks, long lashes. But in all honesty, these products work how you make them work, you know? Like, my cheeks aren't going to look that rosy if I put just a little. Right. Or like, my eye bags won't go away if I don't put concealer. So it's just, it's a product. It has a purpose. If you like the purpose, use it. If you don't, no need it. Tama. Diba? Like. Tama. problema niyo. So, just to sort of end um, and go full circle to the whole uh, conscious Kikai story, mm-hmm. um, I have two questions for you. So, one is what advice would you give to yourself before you started? Mm-hmm. And then the second is, what advice would you give to young people who are trying to get into this space as well? Mm, okay. Well, I think for myself, it's to not be afraid to stick to what I wanted to do in the beginning. Because I feel like when you say you want to make content, you think of the statistics, right? Like, oh, it's not getting a lot of likes. Oh, it's not getting the attention. I wish it did. I feel like if you want to grow organically, that's the best way. Because you attract the people who are genuinely interested in what you have to share rather than chasing the numbers and then not getting 
you know, like meaningful or like engagement that you actually want to get back. So there's that as well as maybe like not to be too scared because I was too shy to share anything. Like I didn't share any of my makeup looks because I felt like who wanted to see it or whatever. But then, you really do attract people who are genuinely interested if you just keep at it. And that numbers should not matter as much if that's not really the goal. Because there are people who need it, right? They, yeah. And like people who want to achieve it. And yeah. that's completely fine. But if it's not your goal, it's okay. For those who are trying to get into the beauty space and content creating for beauty, I think knowing what you want to put out there is the best like line or the route for you to take. Because it helps you, it guides you to what you're trying to create, what you're trying to showcase to everyone. And then you don't have to rush and follow every trend because I think that's where a lot of people get burnt out because they're trying to get onto the next train and things mm-hmm. like that. And it gets a little difficult. So just share what you have to share. Find your own voice in content creating and the people who are genuinely interested will be there. That's it. Everybody give her a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> well... Thank you so much for coming on to Coco's Corner, Abe. I hope you had a good time. Uh, And uh, thank you as well for sharing with me your story, as well as sharing with me um, how to make myself up. And I guess destigmatizing makeup Um, for men, mm -hmm. as well as pushing your advocacy forward. Uh, Before we end, if you'd like to plug Mm -hmm. where people can find you, please go ahead. Okay, so... uh Okay, so you guys can find me on The Conscious Kikai on Instagram. And I've also recently started being a beauty contributor for Project Vanity. So you can see more in-depth articles and the rest of my journey there as well as more in-depth reviews. So see you there. My DMs are always open. So that wraps it up for Coco's Corner Episode 1. As always, thank you Toothless Studios for inviting us and having us over at this space. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and stay tuned for episode two. See you guys next week.